I've got one for you. What? What's the difference between a pizza and a wedding photographer? I have no idea. What is the difference between a pizza and a wedding photographer? A pizza can feed a family of four. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep that one. Thanks. So welcome once again to our podcast, A Wedding Photographer's Journey, with me, Darren. And me, Cara. And we take a look at the wedding industry from our point of view, not necessarily the industry, but more as photographers working in the industry. Our bias is the photography world, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so we just take a look at things and give our experiences, our views on things, some you will agree with, some you'll disagree with, and basically to just put out a good vibe, lots of encouragement out there, and also have a grumble about a few things that perhaps get up our nostrils a bit, well, my nostrils things anyway. Things tend to? There's not many, but there's a few things, and just our take. If you're new out there and you're listening, this is perfect for you, just to come in and have a listen and get a bit of encouragement. Yeah. We've, all been, we've all been starters in the wedding industry. We've all started somewhere with our photography. So you come on board with us and, you know, we just have a little look uh, at how we do things. Here are our experiences, but basically get encouragement. Absolutely. Not enough encouragement out there. No. Everything no. seems to be negative. If you go back in our shows, you'll see our show on negativity. That's worth a listen if you're a new starter. For sure. Anyway, how's things? Been a good week? Been all right. Been all right, innit? Yeah, not bad week. Hey, Comet. I know, that was Neo a highlight Wise. That's a highlight of that. That just many. came out of the blue because I didn't really see that in the news much. Not that I'm a massive telly watcher. No, we're but not, it didn't we? seem to be much out there about this. No, I stumbled across a couple of things on social media, and I thought, "Oh, that looks interesting." So we went for a look. We did. Um, it was at the early hours of <laughs> the mornings, About three we, o'clock in the morning. Wasn't yeah, it? well, I think Half in the UK, because we're in summer months, dawn is very early, isn't it? Yeah. But this comet is is, is kind of visible just just after dusk, and you've got about a three to four hour window. But from about 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock, it's at its best yeah. currently. I mean, I'm not sure as the month goes on whether it gets brighter. But we just literally took a walk two minutes down our, our road, didn't we? Yeah. And we go into a field, an open area, look towards the north, northeast. And it was there, wasn't it? It was. It was just hanging there. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I thought, wow. And it wasn't Diddy, was it? Was it? like that. It was, it was quite sizable. Yeah. To yeah. the naked eye. Yeah. So we, we decided to do a couple of quick nightscapes, didn't we? I say quick, we took a tripod and all the relevant equipment and we just thought we'd get a nice picture of it in situ. Yeah. So we are out there for a good hour, weren't we? And it was a lovely clear night, wasn't it? It was a beautiful lovely. evening. Um, so we set the camera, took a couple of positions, didn't we, to get a different sort of, uh, couple of different angles. Well, it was over the town, wasn't it? So well, that's the thing. I mean, I've seen lots of pictures out there of comets and you can tell who's a photographer and who's just got a camera. Yeah. Because those with just a camera tend to take a picture of the comet. In the sky. Which doesn't really mean anything, does it? It doesn't give any context, no, does it? No. So we just did a, a wide shot with the comet sort of on the one side to the, to the right. Sticking to the rule of thirds for composition. Yeah. And we just took a, well, just a, a night photo. It was quite nice. If you're interested, it's on our Facebook page. Yeah. Darren Musgrave Photography. Photo. Yeah. Nip yeah. over and have a look. But uh, it got me thinking then, really. When was the last time we had a comet come our way? Uh, Can you think of any? Well, Halley's Comet, isn't it? Halley's Comet. Halley's? Halley's. 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 Halley's, Comet. Halley's you're right. Halley's Comet. Halley's. Yeah, I don't know what the right pronunciation is. So I had a quick look on the internet just to, just to find out, well, let's have a little little look at these, these comets. Halley's Comet is obviously called Halley after <laughs> Mr. Halley. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Halley. <laughs> that actually... Spotted uh, in the sky. But they call this, uh, I'm just reading what I've got on the, uh, the internet here. It's a short period comet. It's visible from Earth every 75 to 76 years. Because I remember seeing that that comet and really thinking, crimey, I'll be an old man next time that comes through. Crimey. Crimey, crimey, <laughs> crikey, blimey, crimey. Crimey. Crimey a river. So when was the last time that was seen? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. In the 80s? 86, wasn't it? Yeah. it was in. I remember it being a youngster, mid-80s. Yeah. 85, right. 86. I think it was 86 because it was around about the same time as the 86 World Cup. Yeah, uh, well, you remember that, wouldn't you? Football World Cup. Yeah. And I was just a boy then. But yeah, it, it comes past every 75 to 76 years. And it's known as a short period comet, cause, and it's regularly visible with the naked eye from Earth. And that's important. Some comets are out there. You, you'll never see them mm, without the course, right yeah. telescopic equipment. And when you, if you know what you're looking for. And obviously, the, the potential with that one is it, it's visible potentially twice in a lifetime. Yeah. So if you, if you have one uh, viewing, viewing? 
if you see it once as a youngster, <laughs> the chance are you might see it again as a, a so I'll be in my 90s an old time. person. Hopefully see. So yeah, 1986, it last appeared in the inner solar system, and it will next appear between 2061 and 62. Oh. That's not far away, it's 40 odd years. Yeah. So potentially, we'll get another viewing. Yeah. Can you remember the other one? It was a bit later than that. Um, Shall I remind you? Do you remember Hail Bob? That's the one. Or Halle Bob? Hail Bob. Not Boom Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> you remember that one? I do. Yeah, we this... just got married, didn't we? 95, exactly. Yeah, it appeared in 95. That's so right. that wasn't long after. That's why I remember it, because I remember it where, you're, where, you're, where your mum and dad still do live in the same house. I do. I remember being at your mum and dad's house regularly over that summer and, and looking towards, I think it's north, northeast again, and seeing this comet. It's quite an amazing sight because it's not something you see all the time, is it? No. Um, yeah, that was named after Alan Hale and Thomas Bob. They discovered oh, that in uh, in about July 93, um, before it became visible to the human naked eye from Earth. Yeah. So I just thought I'd uh, I'd bring that to your attention. And this one's called... Well, Neo, Neo has been nicknamed Neo Wise. Is that again after the Neo-wise. Discoverer? I'll tell you now, and this isn't coming off the top of my head, this is what I'm looking at. It was used, the astronomers used the Neo Wise Space Telescope. Ah. Its official name is C2020F3. Oh. Neo Wise to you and me. Yeah, I like Neo Wise. Neo, I think of uh, the Matrix. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tenth magnitude comet. And it's located 190 million miles away from the sun. So that means the sun is its centre of gravity, isn't it? I suppose they are I actually. Have, don't don't ask me. Any moving around the sun, aren't they? No idea. The sun holds its its the sun sets its orbit. I I think that's right. You know more than me. So it's 160 million miles away from Earth. Anyway, comets. Hey, yeah, well, well, next time that is going to appear in the sky is like six. Well, <laughs> this is the other thing. It's got a. It's got a. I don't know how, to, how you pronounce these things. An affiliate. Uh, That's affiliate. a word that they use of one and a hundred and twelve point seven trillion <laughs> miles. That's so a lot it, of miles. Is that? I think that is the actual orbit path. It's that. I presume it's one hundred and twelve. So. Nearly 113 trillion miles, its journey from long, point... Long, long way. Yeah, it will be a long way. So it's visible for about 70 days. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely worth checking out if you can... Oh, there you go. It's orbital okay. period, 6,766 yeah. years. Wow. So it takes 6,766 years to do 112.8 trillion miles. So the last time it was seen on Earth... Moses. Moses would have been <laughs> Moses was stood at the burning <laughs> yeah, bush yeah. with his staff. Yeah. Going, look at that. <laughs> wow. So the chances of you and I seeing the next one, its next pass. It's Halley's. Are pretty poor. But not. But no, not. We're going to see that no, one. We're going to see Neo. No, nobody we know. Bye bye Neo Wise. So it's it's visible to about the end of this month. So if you haven't seen it, get out yeah, there. Definitely. It's worth it. Mm. Take the kids out there. Take a hot drink. Take some sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. And just sit out under the stars for an hour. Can't recommend that enough, actually. It's quite mind-blowing. It is. Ba, 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 ba. So. <coughs> you right with that throat? Mm, no, not really. Not better. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty thing. What's next? What are we talking about today, anyway? What's, what's the main you agenda? You ask that every, I know. every week, and I sit here and say, I don't really have anything. There's well, a few ideas. About something, actually, really. I have got a little bit of paper in front of me, and I've just dotted some bullet points, and I'm looking at them thinking, I ain't got a clue what that meant. <laughs> I can't understand my bullet points at all. Look at me looking. Going back to newbies that, that listen to this, I was thinking the other day, going back to when I first started, how I felt I needed a style and what my style should be as far as my photography goes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, in my head, style meant editing style. I really didn't understand what a style of photography was. I thought you just take a camera and you just shoot pictures. Mm. I think that's what a, a lot of couples would, would think as well. This is going to be the way my, a, a picture looks. Yeah, this was going to be my point in this, just touching on this, was style. The misconception style is look, i.e. edit look, Yeah. to what's in your photos, the way you the way you shoot your own photography. So your style of shooting. You're, whether you're that's like a style, comes style and I'll just off the top of my head, candid 
is a style. Photojournalism, I suppose it's the same as Candid. It's a style, isn't it? Yeah. Artistic way of shooting is a style of shooting. Yeah. Um, lifestyle shooting, the way you shoot photos, you have a lifestyle style. Yeah. <laughs> if you get your head around that one. Sort of. there, are, there are numerous styles, aren't there? But then you look at styles as in the way these photographers then make their photos look. They get a preset or they develop a preset to put on their photos to make them look their own. Way. Yeah, look a, a particular, particular way. way. Yeah. Their own. Yeah. Now if you go online and you you, you you look at lots of photographers, if you look if you're say you're looking for a wedding photographer and you go online and you search wedding photographer in your area or whatever and you come across lots of websites or you follow people on Instagram, lots of wedding photographers, you can go through, you can jump from one to the other and see a very similar edit. Yeah. To those pictures. More often than not, they're very, very similar. Very similar. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong or right. I just maybe think that sometimes an uh, an edit, edit style, is a trend thing. Yeah. But your photography style is your thing still. Yes. So over the years, your colour look to your photos can change or will change. Yeah, because you depending whether you're editing to a particular trend yeah. or whether you start sticking to your own your own personal choice well that's the other thing things. isn't it if newbies are coming onto the scene are they now deciding or presuming that's a style i need to work to because that seems to be what's in the industry well that's it would be an easy trap to fall into wouldn't it but have lots of people fallen into that trap because they're all they've got the same look to their work yeah and because they think that's that's the acceptable way to to, to present your well, we've work. had that discussion before is there yeah haven't we, have, we sorry yeah, we <laughs> Who sets the industry standard? Is there an in- to anything? Is there an industry standard? It's kind of what I'm getting to is that you have to stick to your own values and your own beliefs. And if you're new, you have to just go on your own journey. There's nothing wrong with getting a preset, but but tweaking it, to, it to suit yeah to suit your personal style. Because yeah. I truly believe you've got to bring something like photography. It comes from the inside. You know what I mean? Some, yeah, you look at some people's work, it's quite rugged and mean and crunchy, but that's them as a person mm. and that's how they're putting their art out. Others is quite light and airy and a bit fairy looking, but again, that's their values, that's what they yeah. are intrinsically as a person. Yeah. It's good to see someone's personality come through in their, in their photography. I think style. so. I think so. I mean, I see, I see lots, and again, it's not wrong and it's not right, but I see lots of photo edits and for some reason they take colour out of it. They desaturate it. The greens mm. look grey. It's grey and orange. You the did skin have a goes go orange. at that actually one time, didn't you? Well, I, I I got a hold of a preset just to see how I could develop that further in my own way. Yeah. But I, I quickly understood I didn't like it because I, I need colour. Well, the thing is, in my photos, couples, or especially females, a female in a couple, will spend forever thinking about their colour scheme. You know how things go together, and then. The photographer comes along and takes or changes the colour that they had in their head and yeah, their heart. Yeah. I just don't see how that's no, I, I don't a understand good thing. It. I just wonder if sometimes it is, it, it's what's out there as, as the common thread for that season. People just feel pressured into being part of that scene. Yeah. Particularly if they're in an inner group and inner circle of these wedding photographers and the majority of them are doing this look for this season. Mm. Whether they think they, they feel pressure, well, I need to stick with that because I need to be part of that organisation still. They feel judged. Rather than stepping out of it and just being themselves. Yeah. My whole point of this is that we work in an art industry, art-based industry with photographers. Wedding photography is another art in itself. You've just got to do what, what you believe and what's intrinsic to yourself. Definitely. And it comes back to my point I always make. You're not wrong in whatever you do. You're not wrong. You will learn and you will get better. The more you do something, the better you get. You educate yourself. There's nothing wrong with being influenced by certain people because you're influenced because you feel an attachment to them. Yeah. But still keep your work you your own. You can appreciate their work, can't you? Absolutely. I mean, my going back, I'm boring everybody, but my background, I learned my photography. It comes from within me in the sports side of things. I like fast-paced environments. I like things changing in front of me continuously. And I, I love the challenge of capturing moments that you probably wouldn't, your brain doesn't really take in because yeah. you're watching the whole event unfold so capturing moments of football matches goals being scored celebrations cheers you know anguish tears anything like that it was a challenge and that's what i i brought over into my wedding photography yeah. i yeah, just like to see really things. well 
Well, it, it, I brought the strengths I had into the wedding industry with my photography that I I knew would benefit a client. Yeah. yeah. So we, I mean, I hold on to my my values quite strongly that I provide real time in the moment photos. Genuinely. And it kind of it, it leads on to what I suppose we wanted to discuss at some point today is why we do what we do. Yeah. But but just just going back to what we started with, just style. Your style is your own. Yes. It's not wrong. It's, it's not right. Style. It's your own style. Um, and you'll, you'll you'll just develop things as you go. If you're looking for if you're looking at people's work and think how do they get it to look like that, it's no secret they develop their own presets in things like Lightroom and Photoshop. And if you're not using those, I highly recommend you do just hi, just 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 subscribe and get your photography editing suite from Adobe. Nine pound a month, nine yeah. pound £10 a month, Pennies, really. ten dollars a month, whatever it is. Learn to use that. You know, trial and error. You'll be amazed, absolutely amazed, how better your photos look. And that's why you're seeing such good photos online. Yeah. Because they're all edited and edited, 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 edited skillfully. Because you learn. You can buy your presets from anything and anyone online. Don't go spending stupid money. No. You can buy little preset packs that you you like, and then you can find a YouTube video that tells you how to actually put those into your Lightroom program, and then use them as your presets, and then you can tweak your own photos in a way that you you know you feel comfortable with the way that suits you and your the way that, and that but that sticks to that point it's you if you see a, a look you like copy it get the preset but tweak it to your own yeah to suit you your own eye yeah yeah because I, I mean I love I love colour I don't know why people get rid of colour particularly when they're doing a wedding yeah you right. could argue some weddings are very white and black orientated particularly if it's a black tie affair which we don't tend to get in this country, do we? Not not as many, no. Most people go for colour. It's, yeah. it's not nice blues, no whites, colours of flowers. Well, what, it's, exactly. Why do you want to get rid of colour? I don't understand that. But some people do. It's their style. I'm not knocking it. It is what it is. Um, it's an individual art and mm. preference, and we like colour. Most of our clients like colour. Yeah. But the other thing I've noticed is a lot of photographers who belong to certain organisations do look the same and when they edit a whole wedding they're, <laughs> they're it almost looks like they've just done a bulk edit and left it rather than tweak then tweak each picture individually yeah yes we've seen that quite a bit haven't we and I, I think I mean it's my opinion again and it counts for nothing but if somebody has got a certain colour blue type suit in their wedding and all the groomsmen have got it and you edit something and that the suits then look purple mm. and it's left like that I just wonder how the the clients actually yeah, it's feel. It's not really a true. Do they look at them and think? Well, I'm sure the suits weren't that really, colour, but yeah, they, not, they not, forget. It isn't a true reflection of what was in front of you on the day. That's kind no. of my point with this. And as documentary, we're saying we only record what's in front of us. Yeah. But then we're slightly changing colours. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. I, I'm just. Again, I suppose it depends if the if your if your clients are happy, if the couple's happy with what you deliver. Yeah. Then, well, then the job well, done. Yeah, but and that is exactly. I personally you, wouldn't want the. the, the the colours to look different to no what but I you've nailed it there it's, if your client's happy your job has been done end off yeah on the subject of clients one question that pops into my head usually when I read or I come across someone on social media that I'm following they put a post out and they come up with this term friend to their clients yeah I will be your friend we will be friends best friends at the end of this we will prob probably be best friends and I've read that multiple times. We will probably be... The judgment's been made. Yeah. The photographer's already called it. We will probably be friends. I understand language to connect with potential couples is a thing. Yeah. But friends of your clients? I think... Uh, Discuss. Yeah, well, I think the word friend, because of social media, is used very loosely. It's a very loose term these days to what, yeah. to what it would have meant to me Well, that's right. Years ago. If you're always my Facebook friend. Yeah. If it... Is he your friend? When you've got 1,500 friends, yeah. are they, they're not all friends, friend isn't are they? Friend these days isn't a friend in the traditional sense. No, not the way I understand the word. Friend is what friend we would term me. acquaintance in yeah, quite bygone days, isn't right, it? that's right, yeah. But yeah, the, the question is, should you be your friend? Should, should you be your friends? <laughs> should you be your client's friend? Or should you remain totally professional and therefore impartial on the day because you don't want to get too emotionally involved? Because you've got a job to do on the wedding day. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, again, I don't. This emotional thing, I think, it does tend to be so. When, more female. when you've connected with your client and they've hired you, have you made that friendship there and then, 
or is that friendship as the people that make these posts has it has it or is it developed so afterwards they now feel they're friends i, I don't know i don't know what maybe they do maybe that's a that's the angle they're going at they'll, mm. they'll, you'll like me so much i'm such a lovely wonderful person that you're just going to want to stay yeah. in touch with me afterwards yeah. maybe that's it just a, I just it's a weird one I mean, if, if, you, if you turn up at an event as a friend, I mean, I'm talking a proper friend. Yeah. An emotionally proper friend. So you mean you've been invited to the wedding? No, I'd say you're, you're the photographer. You've been invited as oh, a friend. See, I'm with you. Are you going to then focus fiercely on the job in hand? No. So if I went to my best mate's wedding, he, he hired me, or I did it for nothing or whatever, and I turned up, hi, oh, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, let's talk. And we talked about what we, we've grown up together and all that. Well, my, fo- a- my focus won't be on the job in hand, will well, it? Well, no, because you've done it a couple of times. We have photographed friends' weddings. And it's not the same. You don't deliver the same level of service, do you? You can't because you you're because you, because you, you're with in it as a friend. Yeah. You're almost as a guest, aren't yeah. you? Because as as a professional, there's there's that blurred line, isn't there, between friendship and client? Mm. You can forget where one end meets and the other begins, can't you? Yeah. There's that blurred line. So you, yeah. as a professional, though, you've got to be aware of that boundary, haven't you? Surely. I'd have thought so. There needs to be a professional relationship. The relation, yeah, the relationship. There, there, there's got to be boundaries in your profession, professional relationship with your client. It's those invisible lines, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there are certain lines you can't, you can't go past. You can't cross as the photographer. No. At the wedding. No, definitely. As not. the professional photographer mm. at the wedding. Mm. Interesting one. But the other point, you've got this client. They haven't booked you because they want to be your friend. They've booked you as a professional. And this relationship has been formed and finalised over a contract, surely. Well, that's it. Over an agreement, yeah. Agree- yeah. an agreement between you both. Friends don't have contracts, do they? Well, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's exactly it. As a professional, you're not bound by mutual affection, are you? No. You're bound by your terms of contract, mm, your terms of your agreements, yeah. and that always that that will that accounts for the worst case scenarios, doesn't it? Yeah. So what happens that in the event your friend now, your your client? Um, is in breach of contract at some stage. Well, where, where, where does this now leave you? Yeah, yeah, it makes it, it makes so it much more they, difficult. You've, you've been it? sucked. They, you've sucked them in, and you're we're going to be best friends. Mm. They're getting all oh great, this is going to be the most amazing experience. Then for some reason, unbeknown to you, that's what a contract's for. They they break one of the terms. Yeah. Whether they they cancel the con the, the wedding within the right time scale to then be. Um, liable for full payment yeah do you now become not their friend <laughs> of course you do because you you're going to want to them to abide by the terms of that contract as i said friends don't have contracts they don't do they friends just they just work around things don't they yeah on the back of that i suppose the reality is that everything is all hunky-dory isn't it yeah. until either one of you mucks up in some way yeah yeah and when it when it's a true friend there's there's obviously a relationship there that covers over those cracks you know you're you, you well that's a, right but then, you have love there and and, and, uh, and, as, fr- and as friendships you don't have a financial yeah. commitment to each other no generally do you because you're friends no, no you're friends it's not based on as that, a professional it? working in the wedding industry and as a photographer is it right to almost demand that we're going to be friends but to demand a relationship which is which isn't a professional relationship because a friendship isn't a professional relationship of course it's not in our industry People hire people, don't they? Couples hire photographers. Yeah. It's a people industry. You get chosen to do the job or you get hired. You get chosen to be hired on your professionalism, on your professional appearance, on the professional look to your website, on the recommendations from other people. Yeah. How professional you were. And the client believes that you, the photographer, will then deliver the solution and the experience that they're looking for. Mm. They're looking for from you as a professional. Obviously, you're going to be, you're going to be friendly. Your relationship with them will be one of of, of, of being friendly to each, toward each other. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, they, they they just want a smooth ride, don't they? In the process, they just want a, a smooth ride with it. Yeah. So they want nice people, don't they? Yeah. At their weddings, yeah, people that will exchange niceties and be in there and be part. I use the word in inverted commas part of the day because you're not really you're not aloof, part of the you? day. You're just you're you're an attendee in a professional capacity on the day. So you have to naturally fit in. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. You don't really want somebody that's going to come in and exchange... Well, no, to a certain extent, you will exchange pieces of information on your personal life. You know, you'll interact to a certain level, won't you? Only on a very shallow level. Exactly, on a shallow level. You don't want anybody to be drowning in your stories. No, no. Of your past no. lives, your past wedding, your past relationships. 
Yeah, the client wants to know that you're a human being at the end of the day, don't yeah. they? And, and say, and the but they don't want to be draped in your drama. No, and as well, you don't want to be hearing all their drama. Well, exactly. Outside, outside of the wedding day. Exactly, because if you hear that, you become emotionally involved you then, don't you? You're tied. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, bias, that's a good word because previously we just said you've got to turn up with an impartial Definitely. view on the day. Yeah. You've got to have an impartial, you've got to record everything. If you're emotionally involved then, how many times were you not have the camera in your hand when you perhaps you should? Yeah. Because you're having a bit of a, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. a jolly nice time. Yeah. 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 Clients, they're not paying for an hour by hour or play by play. Um, what's the word? They don't want to hear you constantly talking about you and what you've done. No. Like if you get, what I'm saying is, if you're with friends, you converse constantly, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And conversations you, you, and evolve you and they with build. Each other exactly. And, yeah, there's an exactly. ongoing interaction, and that isn't what you're there for. You're there to, to document the wedding That's day. Right. They don't want to hear about your last wedding or your most recent relationship. And they, what they certainly don't want to do is be on the receiving end of your sickly social media updates constantly, do they? No. Before, during and after the event. No. You know, how many people are said to be friends and yet on social media they just basically mute them? Yeah. They don't, they're fed up with reading their, here, their statuses, a constant mm. life drivel. Let's face it, most couples, they just want their wedding photographer to turn up and take great photos. Do the job. Of their day. And then they just want to get on with the rest yeah. of their lives, which probably doesn't include their photographer. Definitely. The rest of their lives. It may do in a very tiniest of percentages that they carry on a relationship with their photographer. But vast majority, no. Once your wedding's done, you've got your photos, you're happy, you, you leave a review or feedback for you. That is generally the end and of the relationship, the isn't, of it, it? isn't it? Now, I understand it, it's very possible to forge friendships out of the most unlikeliest and the unexpected of situations. But yeah. on a wedding day, you are a working professional. Yeah. That shouldn't be your expectation as a photographer. And it shouldn't friends. necessarily be the norm. No. To expect every client, we are going to be friends. It's a little bit we creepy. We will probably part as best friends. A little bit creepy. Personally, if I'm reading that, I'm thinking, mm. Yeah, I don't, that isn't what I want out of my photographer. I want them to do a job. Stick to the facts. The bare facts a good are. Job. The bare facts are that someone's paid you for your work. Yeah. They're not paying you to come and have a jolly up at their wedding. Mm. And to make lifelong best friendships. That isn't what you're there for. Because this leads on perfectly with what I was going to discuss a little bit about today is why we do what we do and why we work the way we work mm. because mm. as professionals and maybe because we're a bit more experienced in life and we're old we're not old <laughs> bloody Nora we've, we're of an age where we've experienced most things in life and we've picked up skills life skills haven't we of course you have so some of these younger and I'm not knocking anybody listening to this who's young who's younger than us doing wedding photography and you're doing it the way, way you see fit. If yeah. you if you feel being friends is so important to the way you work, that's excellent. That that's the way it works, isn't it? Well, also because I think they perhaps do see friendship in a different way that maybe we do. Yeah, well, this is true. But as, as working professionals of the age and experience we are, we can do a job and yet be fun and friendly with it. Yeah, of course. All our clients will be amazed at that. Yeah. That we are professional. We are respectful. We are discreet when yeah. it requires, yeah. and yet we come out of it as fun and friendly. Yeah, yeah. Although we haven't been bouncing around in everybody's faces exactly. all day. Exactly, and being part of the wedding day yeah. at the wrong times. Let's face it, the couple's best friends will be at the wedding without you being there, without the wedding photography being there. Yeah. Their best friends will be at the wedding. Yeah, of course. And sometimes, it, it, I mean, I'd imagine a possibility is some people come to the wedding, you know, say the bridesmaids party, for instance, the bridal party, the bridesmaids in the bridal prep suite. You've got this photographer that turns up, male or female, makes no difference, who has automatically or beforehand decided they've made friends with the bride. Mm. That's their aim. They're going to be friends. With the or even uh, even to the build-up, in booking the client, they've already put it out there, we're going to be friends. So they wade into the wedding party. These other bridesmaids and that, that haven't met this photographer, mm. they suddenly, do they get their nose put out of joint because who's this person coming in here thinking they're best mates with our old schoolmate? Yeah. You know, yeah. our friend of the last 20 years. They'll probably ask, aren't they? Do because you, it's, no, it's no secret that some photographers, they do feel that they are the next most important part of the bridal prep suite, for instance. Yeah. The bride and, and then them. Yeah. Go I just think you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to be, you've got to have a line and you do not cross. You are a professional. If... By default, you have naturally got on with that couple or either one of them during the wedding experience. And afterwards, 
you go out for drinks and meals together and they come to your house for Christmas uh, drinks or you go to their birthday party. You know, you are proper friends. Yeah. Wonderful. I so d- but that just doesn't happen, does it? I've, Let's face it. I've, it I've, probably I'm happens sure somewhere, it said, but it's not, it's not the norm is the no. point, isn't it? No, it's, it's not, not the norm. And that isn't the expectation. That shouldn't be your expectation. That isn't why you're doing their wedding. So as wedding photographers, and I, I've said this in previous episodes, you've got to be professional. You have to be. It's a profession. Yeah. It's not a hobby. Mm. I know you can argue you're doing what you love in exchange for your, your age, basically. Yeah. But it's living. your profession. Yeah. And I think, it's, again, it's, um, it's something you learn through life experience. To be prof- that professional element does come over time. It's uh, yeah, not something yeah. you can get go straight to. That's right. You can't wade in as a, go, Bing, as, a as, as a university educated photojournalist that gets into weddings and does a fantastic job with photos. You you edit your your style is fantastic. You've got to learn people. Yeah, you have to learn so people. Important. And this is something while people we're discussing is so it's just a pass on to newbies. I mean, if, if you've got some life experience behind you, you are naturally going to be better with people. Of course you are. You just are. And I know that youngsters, as you said earlier, there is this thing about being friends, mm. being accepted yeah. beyond your profession, yeah. your professional skills and qualifications. You have to be accepted so that you do get them to... I mean, why would you, and that's another point, why would you want to then be Facebook friends? Facebook's the one, isn't it, where you tend to be friends with yeah, your friends. friends. Yeah, why, friends. Why have you then got to be friends with them on Facebook other than to... Post-wedding. Yeah, after yeah, the wedding. Yeah. Other than to watch with interest whether they share some of your photos. Well, I think that's probably a lot of it, isn't it? That's, really? That can be the only yeah. thing of it because they want their ego massage yeah, they want to, to, see have, use their to see people that are all over their wedding photos yeah. and hear the feedback that way. Oh, beautiful photos. I understand that? that to a certain degree again, but it's not it's not our cup of tea because we're, we're of an age where social media has a purpose. It fulfills it. But it, yeah. isn't, a brief. it isn't something we need in our lives. No. But it, it has a purpose, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Um but I'd say each to their own. You do what you do, the way you do it. You'll copy on your website or your Instagram posts. Tell your potential couples it's going to be a great experience and you're probably going to end up being best friends afterwards. I just think that's a little bit... Uh, you're preempting too much, really. And you, 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 you're approaching it from a probably a little bit of a skewed angle, don't you think? A skewed angle. It's, it's a bit skewed. It's skewed. A bit, it's not quite what it should be. No, I just stick to my... I can understand all the easy language, but I don't... I think they used it. So, my, the point that we started this with: way. should you be best friends with your clients? No. Business no. and pleasure. Do they mix? No, they don't. Because, as I say, we're, we're just going to go into why we do what we do. We do what we do because we love people, and we're I, friendly. We're, we're, we're naturally friendly, yeah, aren't we? We're just friendly but we, we've never had a, we've never ever said that in an email, in a post, in conversation about. We've never used the word friends in any shape no. or form. No. But you you shouldn't na- have to. I mean, it's it's not. It's it's like it's almost like pointing out the obvious. Yeah, it should be the obvious, shouldn't it? Yeah. They've hired you because they like you. Yeah. They love what you do, yeah. and they like you. You don't have to tell your client. So what's technically speaking, unofficially, maybe you formed a friendship for that period of time. Yeah. And that's as good as it gets. Yeah. But then to use this best friends, it's 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 not being professional. No. There's that professional line you've got to stay the right side of the right side of, shall I say? Yeah. Because I say, we do what we do because we love people, we love photography. You love the wedding industry. It's been a passion of yours for for many years. Yeah. Um, I think on the back of planning daughter's wedding when she was at that age, yeah. it became quite a passion yeah. with yourself and our daughters, didn't it? It, it, was, it was a topical conversation. It was a, it was a time that you enjoyed. And it sort of it built up over a couple of years, didn't it? Yeah. And on, on, on the back of that, I suppose I took my step into wedding photography, not necessarily on a recommendation, but because something that was presented in front of, of me mm. as being probably the best option for me with what I am with your skills as a person, with the skills yeah. I've got, exactly. Yeah. And then to be able to do it professionally. And you're slowly passing them on to me. Slowly pass them on to you. So we do what we do. We, we've learned how to... We work with people. We, we've learned how to work with people of varying levels, haven't we? Yeah. From professional... Um, clients down to just youngsters becoming of age to get married, haven't we? Yeah. You know, yeah. young, experienced people. We work across the board, but because we've had kids and you know we've had teenagers and we work with adults a lot, we do have those those skills that are so important yeah. to bring to the wedding day. Absolutely. 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 So why do we do what we do? We love it. Why do we edit the way we do? Because we like colour. Because we like things in it. We like things to be as they looked to the eye. Now, obviously, if you go onto our website or look at our any social media posts, obviously our photos, they're not straight out of camera photos. 
they are being tweaked, but we we generally lighten and darken, don't we? Yeah. Maybe make it look a bit richer. Um, a bit warmer. And maybe just put a bit of a matte look in places. You know, oh, cat in the background. Near the cat. She's suddenly woken up. Mm, I'm going to have to go and <laughs> kick her out. Hang on. I'll kick her out, physically. <laughs> no, see, she wants to sit on that bag again. She wants to sit on the bag. Not see, the, the cat gets more attention than ever I would. She's, she's getting there. She's getting Just leave her. She's all right. Okay. We'll carry on. We'll carry on. She'll be asleep in all a right. minute. Okay. If you think. So yeah, again, if you're new and you're looking at things and you look and you don't know where to go with your with your the way your photos look, just look at your own photos, get Lightroom and just tweak things, just play with things, just play with things, isn't it? You get you get better, you get more experience. Yeah. You learn your own skills, don't you? And you learn what works in making photos appear to be the way in your mind's eye you want them to look. Yeah, definitely. 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 Pricing's another thing, isn't it? Why do we price what we price? Because pricing is so difficult because there's no real answer to what is the right price. No. We've tried multiple things, haven't we? When we were new, we were cheaper. We weren't cheap, but we were cheaper, weren't we? Yeah. And we got lambasted, I did anyway, for being too being cheap. Being too cheap. You know, it's mm. almost like I was devaluing the industry. But I understand being cheap for a, for a small time. To start off Because with. you've got to get content, haven't you? And you've got to get reputation. You don't want, we didn't want, well, I certainly didn't want to get the reputation as being Mr. Cheap. I was the go-to for cheap photos. Yeah. Although, there's no getting away from it. We did cheap weddings. With, with clients yeah. that their budget was cheap, it was cheap end. I hate the word cheap. But it, but there's no getting away from that's that small budget. That's what it we was. We were working with small budget. Low budget end then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, small budget. Low, low budget weddings, but we did them. We did them to quite a good level. Yeah, definitely. And definitely our, cli- painful. our clients were blown away by what they got for their money. Yeah. But that wasn't how we were going to stay. What's the, what's the phrase over delivering and under? What's what's that phrase? Under promise, uh, over deliver. That's the one. Yeah. But that was us we in a nutshell, that, isn't all it? All the time, from, but, right from the get go. But the the thing, the reason behind that was it was about building reputation, and it has to be done over over a period of time. Mm. You can't go from one wedding season where you've done three introductory weddings to then a fully fledged fifteen hundred pound plus wedding photographer the next year. Yeah. Because you have to do you have to do your apprenticeship. That's you have right, to do the, the dirty work. work. Now I was lucky enough, had a lot of photography experience and skills mm. developed already and had that behind me. Yeah. So I was confident in my photography and my using of a camera in getting good photos. Yeah. What I wasn't confident is dealing with clients, I suppose, at that at that time. But you'd had dealings with clients a hazard eye, so together we we did still We built it, didn't we? Yeah, we still had that good relationship that we could work to the to the level that they were paying. Yeah. Definitely. So that, that just that's just a progress it's a natural progression, isn't it? Mm. You're going to progress. Your prices you have to play with your prices to know what works and what doesn't. As I say, most people will say as a wedding photography professional in the UK, if you are charging sub one thousand pounds for an all day wedding, you're doing the industry a disservice. You're yeah. making the industry appear cheap. And you're making other wedding photographers appear unreasonable. I can kind of understand that. I can I can kind of understand why photographers that have been doing it for years are mm-hmm. going to take on bridge of that. Because yeah. basically you're going to take work from them, aren't you? Anyway. But it's okay to say that when you are comfortable and established. Yeah. If you're on your journey, you do have to start. But bearing in mind, a lot of these £1,000-plus photographers... They won't touch some of the weddings that we started out doing. That's true. They won't touch them. That's true. A, because, <laughs> and it's not being horrible, they don't like the venues, they're not too keen on the clientele, and they're not gonna, they don't want to be known for doing a wedding for five, six, seven hundred pounds so why do by they, the rest of their So why does it bother circle. them in that case? Why are they so bothered by but other the, but they, doing yeah, it cheaply? But it's like we had a discussion the other mind. week. If too many people do it, it does set the standard that that's what the price should be. It cheapens the industry. Mm. You have you have to start somewhere. You have to do your free weddings. You've got to. It's so difficult in this country to do shadowing or be a second shooter. Yeah, because other photographers the day, they they, they don't they, they don't have the time for that. I remember we did a workshop in our learning days, didn't we? Yeah, we did a workshop with a, a very established wedding photographer, mm. and there was a group of us there. But he he had an arrangement where he would take you on some of his. Big end weddings, and you pay for it. As a, I was going to get to that, as a second right. shooter, but you had to book and you had to pay for the privilege, and it was quite a handsome price to pay. Yeah. But in his mind, it was an opportunity he could give photographers or budding photographers the chance to get the right clientele in front of a camera at the right venue, 
So you could you could put photos on your um, promotional, your website or your your social media that you were doing pretty good weddings. Now that sounds like a quite a good plan on the face of it. But yeah. if it was anything like his workshops, then I can't imagine. Well, that's another story altogether. <laughs> but my point with that, as you said, it w- it was an opportunity, but you had to pay for it. So it was a business stream. Yes, an additional business stream for him. Money for him. So his wedding venues were quite sizable venues where one or two, because he would book up to two to three, um, what did he call them? Not assistant shoot, he called them something, didn't he? Oh, but they were basically remember. they were basically second shooters um, that would come to the wedding under his control. Yeah. So there were things that he would say, you can't, you can't take photos now. You can't take photos at this time or that time. But there are other times where you could do what you want with your camera. Yeah. But I think he held control over their pictures as well by the signs of it what he was explaining how it worked yeah yeah so my point is it's difficult to become an associated shooter or a second shooter in this country because most photographers don't have the time i'd love to take one or two budding photographers with me on a wedding day but i couldn't commit time to them i don't know it would work either with um the the to to control the situation more that's exactly it they're going to be in your way a lot well exactly they're going to be so keen to get what they in their mind they see as a key shot yeah but as the main photographer that that's your domain that's your job isn't it yeah so it is difficult you run the risk of ruining someone's wedding photos quite honestly because there's going to be with your presence yeah two or i mean he was taking not just one with him but two or three somewhere did he take up, up to three but okay, they, they were quite big venues, so I suppose the argument there is you could space out. Maybe. But my point before all this was you have to start somewhere, so you have to do your free weddings. When you're confident, you have to put your work out available for low-budget clients. Yeah. Because they are out there, aren't they? Of course, there's no yeah. getting, And there's no reason that they shouldn't have a wedding photographer. They're not going to be... They're not going to entertain the idea of paying eight, nine, hundred, twelve hundred pounds And coming out of uh, coronavirus... There's going to be a more more of a need for low budget wedding photographers, I think. Do you think so? Yeah, definitely. Are we in that scope? We're not particularly low budget. But we've tweaked our price. And we? We've tried. We've tried most things. We've been cheap for the obvious reasons. We've over delivered with things to get reputation. We've gone up. We've hit a sweet point. Yeah. But because what's happened recently, we've had to just simplify things. We've had. We've had to change. We've had to change our approach, haven't we? Yeah. We've had to adapt. To the situations, I don't know how many wedding photographers out there are, are literally and honestly adapting to what's happened. Mm. Ra- rather, I seem to see people that are just sticking to their guns and they're convinced they're going to be busier than ever next year, so they're going to be more more well off next year. Yeah, maybe by sticking to their. But I, as you said, I think it's going to be quite competitive. And again, I don't think there's going to be as many weddings as we predict next year. No, I don't because of the uncertainty. Yeah. Um, but you've got to, you've got to, you've got to play with your price. You've got to know it, and you've got to see what works and what doesn't. I mean, yeah. you, you can put your price up to where you feel you should be and get no take up at all, which would then tell you you're you're charging too much for what you offer. Yeah, definitely. But I say we change a bit, and that, that's why we do what we do. We we like a bit of a not a game. We we a like challenge. a challenge, don't challenge. we? We, we, like, we, we yeah. like a challenge. The industry's a challenge to us, isn't it? Yeah, we rise to the challenge. We rise to anything that comes our way, and we will adapt ourselves to suit it. Yeah. And you, you get to understand how things work and how they don't work and what personally is more of interest to you. Mm. Now, there's no getting away from it. We don't, we're not in the wedding photography industry and as wedding photographers to be rich. No. By any, any uncertain no. terms, are we? But we are in it to make, I wouldn't even say make a living, just to get by in life. Yeah. Because what's important to us? Our time. Time. And as, as you get more mature and you move on in life, you realise time... It's the most valuable thing you will ever have. Yeah. Your time. Yeah. We are time rich. Yeah, definitely. We're not cash rich, money rich. But we are, because that's the most important thing to us. Mm. It's been over, it's two years or so since I've been a working professional. I've not had to get up to the alarm clock once. No. Other than getting up to do a wedding. Do you know what I mean? I, Monday to Friday, what an alarm clock doesn't wake us up. Quite honestly, you don't even need a, an alarm clock on the morning of the wedding because you're so pumped for it. Yeah, exactly, you're, you're up at the crack of dawn, anyway. aren't you, anyway? Yeah, you don't, you don't, there's no alarm clock going if, on, you know, no, we've got a whole day's wedding. But then do. if it's money you need because you, you've got a lifestyle you have to service where you need your holiday or your two holidays a year, mm. you need to pay for that car you got on the drive or the two cars you need to pay for that hefty mortgage because you've got the four or five bedroom house yeah you know that sort of thing it all depends what you want from it when you're young i suppose the challenge is to be as rich as you can as quick as you can yeah that seems to be the element of young life today doesn't it it does to be well known to be 
successful. In inverting commas, relatively successful and Mm. famous to a certain degree. Yeah. Even if it's famous in your own community, Mm. you want to be well known. But that, that, that... that becomes secondary as life goes on, doesn't it? It does. As I say, we're now away from the nine to five. We treat our clients like they're our kings and queens. Yeah. Naturally, they're we the just most do. Important without crossing that line of being a professional. Yeah. And when you look at what we ask for payment for what we offer, it's it's such value. Definitely. Our clients have all said that, haven't they? It's, mm. it's the value they get. It's not necessarily what they've handed over in cash. It's the value that they've got for that. So yeah. we do over deliver. That's yeah. that's just naturally. That comes from us naturally, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So if you're new, you have to play with your price. You can't ask for too much too soon. Establish yourself. Establish your reputation as being a wedding photographer so your name comes up in conversation, so that your name comes up on recommendation requirements and those sort of things. Um, It it is the way forward and you will get to a stage where you can then start saying, I'll move up in price and see how it goes. I'll move up a price in a bit more. Because if people are booking you, they love what you do. Just don't do it too soon. Just do it. That's the thing. When you, but, when you, when it's warranted. But then you, that's another point. You have to decide: Are you in it for the longevity, or are you in it just for a quick, mm. a quick fix? It makes a difference if it's if you're doing it full time as well, because uh, a lot of people that charge less money, I, I presume, are have another have a day job. I think that's what the is. that's the consensus out there, isn't it? Yeah. The more cheaper that the photographer is the more the chance they have a day job. Yeah. Or even the partner has the main job. Yeah. There's that financial the security, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And when we bit the bullet, we moved away from our full-time working. It's working for us, isn't it? It is. What we want is it's working. It's not easy. And as I've just said before, it's working. we are so time rich. Yeah. That's the most valuable thing you can have as you move on in life. Definitely. We're free for our clients when they need us. Mm. We're free to do our walking. We're free to do photography outside of weddings. We're not free to go on lavish holidays because we don't have the finances for that sort of thing. Not really something we don't. We don't have the latest car on the drive. No, because well, (laughs) cars have never been our thing anyway. I'm not really a car person. It's a a healthy car and it gets from A to (laughs) B. Job done. And as you get older, (laughs) the next day after a wedding, how do you feel physically? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not good. Because it, it occurred to me the other day, we haven't had weddings since March, have we? Can you imagine what we're going to be, in it, how we're going to feel the next time we do one after yeah, this break? Well, this, is what, this is what I was going to talk about just now. We haven't had a wedding since March, and usually we're on, we're on, we're on go, aren't we? We're on all yeah. systems go. Yeah. What we're I mean by that is we're, we're literally full on busy. We're editing at home. We're trying to do what we do in our daily lives as well. Yeah. We're meeting clients, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're, we've got the stress of products. We've got the stress of getting. Um, albums finished on time Pre-wedding getting di- digital um, albums uploaded yeah. and in, in the rural area we live our internet oh, is the worst thing going <laughs> it takes it can take <laughs> it can take 24 hours to upload do it overnight don't uh, we we have to don't we but what I'm saying is the stress is there and on the back of that your natural working stress it's not bad stress don't get me wrong but when you're in full on wedding season mode yeah. You've got to get things done at certain times, haven't of you? Of course you have. You've got deadlines to meet. So you tend to be a little bit more, <laughs> naturally, lighter than perhaps you are. True. <laughs> at the mo- as we are well, at the moment. Because I, I noticed <laughs> the other day, my God, I've gone a bit porky. I'm not the slimmest of folk anyway. Mm. But I'm just suddenly realising, we haven't done any weddings. We don't, we're not working the same. Even though we're walking, we're still walking, aren't we? But we go for a leisurely walk. It's not yeah, a, a full-on pumpy yeah, walk. So we, we, we've... <laughs> It sounds a bit sad, this, but we've been hitting the gym the last month or so, haven't we? We have. Because we've suddenly realised when it comes back to going back to normal to whatever degree that will be, we need to be in a little bit of shape, don't we? Uh, yeah. Because weddings are physically hard Very work. Very they are demanding. hard work. The next day after a wedding, my thighs and my back of my legs, they hurt the most. Because yeah. I've been on my feet all day, up and down stairs. Crouching is the one, up and down, mm. to the knees, up and down, crouching for position. And your knees aren't the best anyway. Not the best, no, that's right. But I do have, I, I ache all over. My, well, my back used to kill, because yeah. I used to have the old harness over the back with two cameras dangling down, and that used to make my back sweat to so much on a wedding day. Mm. And the back end of the day, your neck, your top of your shoulders and your back, they would take the brunt end. Yeah. Of everything, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I've now, I've done away with the harness, I now wear the... Um, the belt basically the belt. where much better. I basically look like Clint Eastwood and I, I have a it. camera off each hip as I'm walking but they, they work so well because gone is the back problem gone is the sore back the next yeah. day 
it's literally the, the thighs and the knee area. But as I say, we, we've decided we've got to do a little bit of, of gym work. We have. So we I, if you're a wedding photographer and you're young, you're probably thinking, what is yeah, he talking about? Yeah, you're, you're naturally Get up fit. In the morning, spring out of bed. But I have noticed on social media, there's a lot of photographers similar age to us. They're putting out their, um, on the cross trainer, yeah. on, the, on the treadmill. Yeah. So we kind of followed suit. To be fair, it's done a good job. As, as, as sore as you feel the next day, as, as time goes on, gym's a good thing, isn't it? It is. Gym, it, gym just, works it's well. It's carrying on the, me- the momentum. The momentum, isn't thing. it? I've got, so, a little yeah. bit, I've got a little bit stale again this so, last couple yeah. of days. Oh, yeah. You hit that yeah. <laughs> little period where you need a couple of days rest because you, you do hurt the same. Yeah. So I wonder how many other wedding photographers sort of our age are having to do the same sort of thing. Well, they'd have to if they want to. I've seen a few posts where people are dreading for their next wedding, wedding because they're on. just literally so worried about how they're physically going to cope. Mm. But it's something you forget, isn't it? The way you work, you need to have a bit of ability to do that job, don't you? And I'm still wondering how long it's going to be until we get to do a full-on wedding well, day. Well, there was something recently day. just now, wasn't there? We, we looked at earlier today about, um, in the UK, about trying to sort the wedding industry out. Yeah. And what about weddings they would terminate, it, weren't they? Yeah, what about weddings? I'll find that somewhere. But the, basically, the, the, the ethos was that the government needs to sort out the wedding industry because it's not fair. <laughs> that the wedding industry isn't in place at the moment. The thing is, I don't think the coronavirus cares about fair. I don't think the coronavirus cares about... <laughs> the corona doesn't care about wedding industry. It doesn't yeah. care about no. you as a supplier or you as a wedding professional. No. But I just get the feeling that people are getting really, really impatient. They've seen pubs open, haven't they? And I think restaurants that's the thing, open. isn't it? And now people that supply to the wedding industry, they're like, well, what about... It is literally, what about us? Yeah, what about us? But I'm not dismissing this movement, if you like, to get the wedding industry and get a roadmap in place. I can understand the frustration, of course. It is frustration. But what can really be done? What, there is no, there's no answer. Who can, can flick a switch to make it better? Well, no one. No one. We have to get back to the essence of this situation, that there is a... Un... Precedented? No. What's, it, that what, word? what's the word when it doesn't care who it's... Who oh, it's I see what you mean. Yeah, it's, uh, it's impartial, for a start. Doesn't care, so it's impartial. Oh, I can't think of the word. It's going to come to me. Another word. But this coronavirus, it doesn't care who you are, what you are, and where you are. Yeah. If it can infect you, thank you very much. Yeah. If, and it will make as make it will make you as ill as it can, even up to the point where you might even be at death's door. That yeah. is out there. That's a real, it's, it's a, a real thing. Yeah. So in a wedding industry, to be saying, we want our wedding industry back, no one can make that decision until this virus has been eradicated or. Is under control. Under control, yeah. I think under control is because there are weddings are happening at the moment, but they are small affairs. Yeah, exactly. People now, at the moment, you cannot flick a switch and say, "Well, next month, from next Monday or from next Saturday, we will then lift the restrictions on weddings." Yeah. So that now you can have up to a hundred guests, plus all your suppliers and your photographer, mm. and you can have an all-day wedding into the evening where people then get drunk, and all limitations and restrictions take second seat don't they yeah and that's the issue with the wedding industry yeah it, let's not get away from it it's a fun industry it's a party based industry so the back end of the day it's about drink revelries yeah enjoyment and letting go letting go yeah being free to interacting come into contact yeah. with people yeah any form any <laughs> any restriction where it comes to washing hands constantly when you've been to the loo and touching this and touch they just go by the by. Yeah, of course it would. They just go by the... And that's why you can't you can't hurry up something like the wedding. You can't hurry up. I just don't know what they expect It's to got to happen. be a safe, safe environment. And as you said, people are getting frustrated because they're used to a certain level of living. Yeah. They're used to yeah. their lifestyle. Yeah. And their lifestyle is being impeded at the moment. We, as we said previously, it's not about money with us. It's about free time. Yeah. I want my free time as long as possible, so I want to be as safe as possible. Yeah, we need to eat. Most people in the wedding industry have got their assistance, their financial help Yeah. in the way of grants or there's something coming from the government. We've had our help yeah. and we're still getting that, but yeah. it doesn't make us wealthy. It just means we, we can get by. Yeah. But yeah, we still we, we, can do that. we are still time rich. Mm. So I, I understand these movements. What are they calling it? What about weddings? Yeah, what about weddings? So hashtag what about weddings. There's, I think there's certain... There's a certain industry, might even be a certain supplier that is behind this movement, mm. because, like you say, they're quite getting frustrated, and they're frustrated that their brides are frustrated, and they're frustrated that their brides and their grooms and their couples, their mental health is deteriorating because they're having to cancel their weddings, which I think is another issue altogether. Yeah, you can't just flick a switch 
put the wedding industry back to how it was overnight because mental health issues are escalating. Mental health. Because the other side of that, mental health... Escalating might, all over the place, aren't they? It is in it. every industry. Yeah. Mental health will escalate, but do you want people's physical health to then deteriorate mm. because you decided to put weddings back in place as they were, even with a minimum of 100 guests, maybe? It's the industry, the, the industry that it naturally is. It's about having fun and interacting and being close it's to about people. A it's about a large gathering Gathering, of that's exactly what it is. It, and gatherings mean close proximity, yeah. hugging, touching, yeah, hugging. sweat swapping on the dance floor. The and groom, exactly. And even in your drunken states of reverie, you hug on the dance floor. Yeah. I mean, photos, we've got people hanging oh, all yeah. over each other. Yeah. And then, you know, the germ comes into place. People won't wear face masks all day if it's required. No, it's it a difficult work, one, it? and I truly sympathise with people that just want to get back to it. But the virus is the bigger picture here. Yeah, the virus has not gone. Got to keep that in your in your eye line, haven't you? The fact that it's the, the virus is still out there. We've not controlled it, and we can't go back to any sort of normal until probably we've got a vaccine. And even then, and you're looking at you, you could be looking at two years. Yeah. And I, again, I really do feel sorry for people that it's their way of life, their way of living. Yeah, they need it back as quick as they can because they don't know what else they can do mm. and it might finish them. That's the worry, isn't it? It's going to finish them. But you cannot you cannot hurry this along. You can't. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't, you know, we're in there as well. It's affecting us as well. But we're not in a hurry to get back to normal until it can be normal. It can be that's normal. the point and that, because we normal, don't know when that's going to be. Because how would it be, as, as a wedding photographer particularly, let's face it, you're up there till the all day right up to the end of the night aren't mm, you yeah the other caterers and things they disappear whatever time yeah um, if, you, if you're at a, a venue I suppose the kitchen staff they might, they'll probably have different sittings don't they yeah those are in the day but those they're not the mixing evening. with the guests well, then, are this they? is my point they're not mixing as a photographer you're in the heart of it all day mm. by nature aren't you well you could say oh, I'll wear a mask but that doesn't doesn't uh, help situation it might, might I mean, help you but I, everybody else isn't going to wear would, a mask I would like to say that if they did lift the lid and we got we got back into it, we could probably look after ourselves oh, fine, yeah. quite well because we would wear the mask. We yeah. would have the, the 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 sanitizer constantly with us. We're good at washing our hands whenever we whenever we walk past the tap. Really, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not you. It's the guests that you're with mm. and their interactions and mixing. Yeah. We're not drunk at the end of a wedding day, are no, we? No, exactly. We're, we're we're quite coherent with our job in hand. And not being professional. We're focused. We're but even then, even then, you and I could run the risk of bringing something back with us that we don't know and then transferring that to someone that we don't know. And then where does that go? That's the whole point mm. of this. It's, it's this path, isn't it? And if the, if the transfer of the virus, the germ ends up with somebody who's, who's uh, vulnerable. Yeah, elderly or vulnerable. And, you, and uh, <laughs> the resulting is they, they lose their life after contracting this. You wouldn't know. No, of course you wouldn't know. But if you did know, how would that make you feel? Yeah. How would that really make you feel? So it is frustrating. The wedding industry has been so curtailed, isn't it? Yeah. But you can't rush it back. It's the same with the rest of the entertainment industry, isn't it? The sort of well, exactly. And this, is our, this whole thing. And... Anybody can come up with this hashtag, what about yeah, us, can't they? Yeah. But you've got to look at it at the bigger picture. The government cannot flick their, click their fingers, flick a switch and say, we'll have it back to normal next week. I'm weekend. sure they'd like to, but they know they can't. But from a financial point of view, people want it back because they yeah. need their finances. And yeah. that's the only real reason behind all this. And they try to hide it behind all these big words and clever uh, slogans and give all these fantastic reasons. But at the end of it, it's because people want to be earning money again. Yeah. And they yeah. want to exchange their services for, for money again. Yeah. Sad. But true. But it's true. Marvellous. Well, we've waffled on for our hour there. I know. We, we don't know. We had a bit of a technical issue oh. earlier today, so we've changed our environment of working. It might sound a bit different. Well, I don't really know how it sounds until I go back and listen back to it and do the changes nice we need though. to I like it. but it's more comfortable yeah. more relaxed yeah. it's nice to be able to look at two screens as we're doing this isn't it, it? Is actually. not that we're playing solitaire or anything anything is I can actually see you <laughs> that's a good well. thing yeah that's you're good. sort of looking forward and we're like <laughs> glancing straining our eyes Gotta to each go. other side look side look glance <laughs> but no it's been great once again just to uh, sit down and have a little chat like this up. we're a little yeah. bit late getting this out there but bear yeah, with us yeah come, come and look at us Come, don't come and look at us. Oh my God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> you can see a photo of us on our uh, yeah. website. Come to our website, darrenmusgrove.com, if you want to see some examples of our work yeah. and how we roll. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Darren Musgrove Photography. Just a Facebook search, you'll find us. Might see, uh, there's a picture on there of Comet Neo Eyes. Yeah. Take a look. Show us your own. If you've got some, post them on our website, yeah, on our Facebook page. Yeah. 
Um, Instagram, Darren Ross Grow Photo. And you can tell us what you're doing at this time. How are you, yeah. How are you coping? Yeah, just, just interact. Just, it's all that yeah, interaction. Can, can tell us what you're all about. One thing about being a wedding photographer, it is notoriously a lonely job isn't it thankfully we've got each other we've got each other and a lot of people who work on their own i suppose that's why they're part of groups and circles isn't it yeah and what we kind of sort of keep away from them not because we're horrible people but we just don't really need or see the need to be part of that no if you're if you're out there and you're a new photographer just get in touch you know we'll have a chat offline yeah there's a lot of information we can put your way and recommendations Definitely. but it's been good to sit down and have a bit more fun wedding photo chat oi you saw my line <laughs> hey nicked your line you saw my line <laughs> What are you going to say now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At least the cat's gone to sleep. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> right, that's good. Uh, thanks again. Food. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you.